You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, host of Food for the Future, a weekly podcast that brings the humanities to today's food dialogue by showcasing everyday people trying to make a difference. This show is a special holiday feature, Christmas Eve. It's tomorrow, and we're going to be discussing faith and fellowship in farming with Dave and Cheryl Bolton from the Middlesex Federation of Agriculture. And Dave, this is your third year back. I am absolutely delighted. In the first show that you did two years ago, we heard about Cheryl, your wife's amazing Christmas brunch, and we have the wonderful treat of having Cheryl here with us today. So welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Thank you both, Dave and Cheryl, for being here. And Cheryl, a special thank you, because when we started talking about this show, you agreed to actually co-author it. So listeners to the show and any of you who know Cheryl Bolton, that if you enjoy it, half the credit is Cheryl's because we came up with the script and the messages for today. So thank you very much for helping me write this show, Cheryl. It was fun. Thank you. Wonderful. For a lot of people, uh, December, it's time to have a break and celebrate. Yet this time of year, there's always lots of pressures and things going on for farmer. Last year, we had the fertilizer embargoes that we were all trying to figure out how to get through. And now we all have our attention on carbon. So the topic of the show today is faith and fellowship in farming. But our first topic is faith. With all of these pressures, how do farmers keep going and have faith? Well, we've uh, just completed our, our harvest season, our growing season, and uh, we uh, had faith when we planted our seeds in the spring, and we had faith that it would rain and sunshine, and it's done that, and we uh, had a plentiful harvest this fall that we've just nicely completed. Wonderful. So you got to keep believing that not only will the sun come up, but that other things that have happened in the past will happen again, like there'll be rain, there'll be a harvest, it'll be bountiful enough to make enough money to be able to pay the bills, to be able to keep farming. Um, lots of future focus with this notion of faith. Faith also brings a deep sense of understanding. And how do farmers continue to know that their work matters, especially this time of year? I'm the worrier in the family. <laughs> I worry about when, you know, we're late getting the crop in, we're late getting the crop off. And Dave's always goes, there'll always be a crop. It will always come off. He's really good at grounding me that way. And he, But given my occupation, you would think it would be the other way around. But this year, especially, we see the, the shortages, the, the increased need for food banks. And it makes you know that you're trying to do something that makes a difference in people's lives. We will always need food to survive. And our occupation, it literally feeds that uh, need. We, we are literally taking care of the nation. And that sounds arrogant, maybe, but I think that's what gives us hope, knowing that we are making a difference in, uh, and that we are feeding people and that we are taking care of humanity. Understanding is what this question was about. And you talked about the significance of the work. Your comment, you know, around need being really high, not just in the year, but particularly pronounced at uh, this time of year when we um, traditionally celebrate abundance, you know, a great harvest or all our successes that we do need to remember that there are some people that aren't in that moment. And so this year, um, for all the, whether it's the food banks, whether that's the community organizations, whether that's just the very quiet family and friends, 
making sure that someone has something to um, to eat and feel special is really, really important. So that deep, deep understanding. When we think of faith, we have a sense that everything will work out. And um, Cheryl, you were saying how Dave said, oh, there will be a crop, there will be rain, there will be all of those things. But how does this belief or this faith that things will work out, how does that relate to farming more broadly? Honestly, that's what farming is all about. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of what we do. <laughs> We're planning already ahead for next spring. We're ordering seed. We're um, ordering fertilizer. We're putting crop plans together. And, and there's a lot of work that has to happen before you actually start putting seed in the ground. And yes, farming season is over for 2023, but it has already started for 2024 and, and so on. So so we're we're in a cycle and, and we're kind of at the one and at the beginning of the other and they overlap. And, and that's just... Yeah, for for us as farmers, it's it's normal. Normal, normal. It's a window into the range of um, where a farmer's attention has to go, right? Mm-hmm. So helping out in our communities because farmers aren't just on their farm, but really being aware of um, who might be in need or who might be help. And need is very different things. Sometimes that is supporting food banks and church groups, and other times it's more. Um, who needs help? You know, we've been talking about a lot of rain we've had, particularly where we are, the show airs across Canada, but where we are, there's been a lot of rain and it's been almost one day a week in harvest. So there's a lot of people who might need some help getting that crop off. And so that as part of um, not just faith, but faith that somebody will see that you do need some help and all of that coming in um, as part of our uh, celebration and observation and just gratitude for this season um, for being in farming, but also all that agri-food brings to our communities and really our world. So faith has such a deeply rooted belief in the future. And you've mentioned whether or not that crop will grow, whether prices will be better. What more does this mean to you as far as uh, faith in the future uh, in farming? We, we've grown up with the belief and, and have experienced the, the the case that we we plant and we nurture and uh, um, we just know that that's going to happen every year and whether it's faith or or reality or whatever it is that's that's the way it is but uh, that's just what happens. It's a way of looking at the world. It's it's definitely unique. And I'm going to ask you, Cheryl, a question that um, is uniquely to you. And you're a farmer's wife, been together a long time. And how did you kind of grow into this faith that everything will be okay, the crop will be planted and it will come off? And even if it wasn't a great year, you do it all again the next year because of faith. Well, I kind of grew up around the farm. He was never going to marry a farmer. Yes, I was never <laughs> going to marry a farmer. I, I was the daughter of a dairy farm hand and the hours were crazy that, that, you know, we never got to go anywhere because the cow was always needed to be mm-hmm. milked. Mm-hmm. You, you know the story, Peggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I guess time somewhat did it. And, you know, um, I was a business student at one time. And if you were a bus- if you were running a normal, quote unquote, run of the mill business, farming would make no sense. It right. makes no sense whatsoever. On paper, it's a bad investment. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> on paper, it's a bad investment. But in humanity, in the need for the community, in the need for um, sustaining life and sustaining our planet, we need to eat and not just eat. I mean, farming is about more than just providing food. It's providing other other necessities as well. And 
If you don't have faith, I don't think you would take care of the planet. You wouldn't take care of your fellow humanity because the business portion of it wouldn't make sense to you on paper. But Mm. if you don't have faith, faith is what carries you through and strengthens you to keep moving forward in that, knowing that you will be taken care of, that you're doing the right thing. The season is about hope and peace and joy and love. And that's the part of faith that you have to have as a farmer. It's not necessarily written on the business sheets, but it's definitely written on the heart of a farmer. Try not to cry through this show because farmers that hear that know exactly what you mean and how deeply that resonates. Thank you, Dave and Cheryl, for these messages of hope at Christmas and for this holiday season. After the break, we'll talk more with Dave and Cheryl Bolton from the Middlesex Federation of Agriculture about fellowship in farming. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm Peggy O'Neill, host of Food for the Future. We're speaking with Dave and Cheryl Bolton about fellowship in rural communities for the holiday season and always. Dave and Cheryl, on farms and in rural communities, we really depend on each other. So fellowship really is all around us. It's not just something we're reflective about at Christmas time, even though that is true. Can you share an example of when someone showed you fellowship? I said earlier that I am, you know, I wasn't going to marry a farmer because we can't travel or do anything. But we rely on our sometimes rely on other farmers and whatnot so that we can do things. Uh, We were able to go away for an evening, even though the crops were still uh, coming off. We were, you know, partly in thanks to our son, but partly in thanks to a neighbor as well that, you know, they were able to keep things moving. And we know that somebody's watching out for us, even if we aren't here. We know that our neighbors are watching for us. I can remember our we were away one time and our neighbor across the road saw a strange vehicle drive in and called me immediately. And I said, oh, okay, it's my brother-in-law's vehicle. Don't worry about it. It's fine. He's supposed to be there. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, we, we watch out for each other. When somebody gets hurt or injured, they step up. They, they care for each other. They, they take care of each other. And you do it because you know what the battle feels like because you've been there yourself, mm-hmm. right? And farmers are stubborn. They don't like to ask for help. <laughs> Believe Sometimes it. Sometimes you just have to go and do it. Sometimes you just have to go and do it. And I've seen it happen many times. My first experience growing up uh, when my aunt and uncle lost um, a dairy barn to fire. And I experienced my first barn raising. I was eight or nine years old. It wasn't very old. To see these vehicles driving in and people unloading. And then suddenly there was a barn. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of happened. It was incredibly organized. I'm just flabbergasted. And I don't know how, I don't remember those details, but everybody had their job and knew their place. They went and did what needed to be done. It was taken care of and we took care of each other. That's the fellowship. I I could just get the picture in my mind of like 20 trucks showing up and, you know, three people, a truck, and all of a sudden almost 60 people, they're getting this barn up in not months, but such a short period of time. And it's really that finding that 
and it wouldn't have been work at all to probably find that many people. People hear something's happened and they're like, okay, you know, I'm going to get my chores done quickly or, or figure this out and we're headed over there and we're going to be helping out. But it's that kind of fellowship. We had a fortunate loss in, in my family. And, um, while we were beside ourselves and not sure what to do, we didn't even realize what time it was. And we thought, my gosh, we've got to, we've got to get to the barn. But some neighbors were already there having heard what we were going through and had started the chores for us. And it's that kind of thing that happens every day in rural and family farm situations. And it's a time not just to look ahead, uh, but to look back and really celebrate the season and all that we have. This fellowship in uh, rural communities is definitely something to celebrate. It's also fantastic to acknowledge and celebrate the food that's on our tables, the food that is shared with us, the people that are serving it in food banks, community centers, churches, but also really to think about the people that make it possible. So the people really right there on the farms. So to expand this conversation, we can see that farmers really do help out. This fellowship is really part of the DNA of the farmer. And are there other things that you've observed in your communities that you'd like to share in terms of these acts of kindness that we see in rural areas? Well, I mean, I don't know how many years ago it was now. We were actually on our way to a Christmas Eve service and uh, Dave being a volunteer fire department, we got a fire call and somebody lost their home on Christmas Eve. It was cold that night too. Yeah, yeah, yes, it was. The community came together and they still had a Christmas. You don't know how it happens. It just does. We see the best of each other. Yeah. I, I think a lot of, of and I'm not going to say farmers per se, but a lot of the rural communities have really good success with volunteerism and, and uh, a, a different venue to vent um, um, some of your, your goodwill and some of your time and some of your like uh, Optimus Club or uh, um, volunteer firefighters, there's, there's, and and I think you see more of that as a way to to help solidify community than you may be doing some of the urban areas. It's a a bit of a sense of community that uh, that's not farming, but it's it's still a social existence, I guess you could say, that uh, helps the the faith and the farming community a lot. Those kind of things that that kind of meld some of the urban and, and rural areas together a little bit, but it, it gives a, a, a more sense of, of community. It really does. You know your neighbor and, and they know you're there as well for them. And uh, it's it's a wonderful time of year to think about that and to really be grateful for all that we have in our lives. And Cheryl, your story about the family that lost their house Christmas Eve and yet the fam, um, others had stepped in and they still had a holiday reminds me of, uh, we had a similar experience when I was, uh, young, uh, the weather, it was a blizzard Christmas Eve. And we had some really bad blizzards around in the seventies. Uh, the home farm where my dad grew up was about a mile and a half away from where we were living on, on the farm I grew up on. And so my dad and brother were down at the home farm and weren't able to get home. My mom was particularly worried. Not She knew my brother and dad were safe, but she was worried about Santa Claus and how Santa was actually going to make his way because she was home with the little kids asking questions. You know, we know the weather's bad. Well, if dad can't get home, well, how is Santa going to get here? And she really was worried on what was going to happen. 
And our neighbor came over right across the road and he had a feed company and he came over and he said, I know it looks, um, um, you know, your, your husband called. So my dad called and said, you know, don't worry about them. Cows are fine. Barn's fine, but there's no way they're going to get home. And so he had said, so there's the message that they're fine. Don't worry. But he said, I figured that you might be worried about Santa Claus out of nowhere. He said, we don't know what's happening with Santa. Um, but here's a bunch of things and he had hats and various other things to say, you know, here's some things if you need them. So just in case Santa Claus couldn't make it, there would have been something for the kids under the tree because, uh, our neighbor was thinking about here's some hats and gloves and various things that he had had that, um, were for his feed company that he would give out branded products. Anyways, turned out that Santa Claus had been at my grandmother's but wasn't able to get to our house with the bad weather. So what the kids opened that morning were the items from our neighbor. And then the weather cleared on Christmas Day, and my dad and brother came home, and everything that Sand had left at my grandma's also came home. So we all had presents. So that's the that's kind a good of- deal. Yeah, I know. It was so funny. As grateful as it was, uh, I mean, I'm from a big family, so we loved it. And our neighbor was fabulous. But from a big family, boy, those hats and gloves got showcased everywhere. We learned as a family uh, during one of those snowstorms when we were snowed in how to play euchre. And we still play euchre a lot. (laughs) Uh, How fun. It's been a lot of fun talking to you both here today as we reflect on where we have been in 2023 and all that we can be grateful for at this time of year, particularly reflecting on faith and farming and its many levels of meaning at this time of year, not just for ourselves, but our communities and beyond. Dave and Cheryl, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share here two days before Christmas, December 23rd, 2023? I just, well, I'd like to, of course, wish everybody Merry Christmas, but I, I hope everybody has the the needs that they need, um, some shelter and some food and, and some yeah. family and some fellowship. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wish that on everybody. Thank you, Dave. Me as well. I, I do too. And I, I, again, I wish for you hope, happiness, love, and faith. All of those things on two days till Christmas. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dave and Cheryl, for helping us really observe the spirit of Christmas and the whole holiday season. And so Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. To you too. Thank you. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking with Dave and Cheryl Bolton from the Middlesex Federation of Agriculture about faith and farming. Each week, to keep imagining our future together, we leave you and your family or friends with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about? How could you show fellowship this season? Something to do? Reflect on the year that's gone by and the one ahead and think about what you are grateful for. Next week on the show, it's our New Year's feature show. We'll discuss leadership in rural areas with Gabrielle Ferguson from the Rural Ontario Institute about looking ahead to a new year. Don't miss a show. Subscribe on Curious Cast and all other major podcast platforms. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, and you've been listening to the weekly show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our Platinum Elite Level sponsor, Burn Bray Farms, Eggs for Life. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts.